Sonia and Sasha, for real. Welcome to Bring Back Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real show, first show for 2021. Hello, my lovely. How are you Hello. going, Sasha? Hello, beautiful. It's good to uh, see you, but not on a Zoom. I wanted I this to be in the studio. I really thought that we were actually going to go into the studio for 2021. So it is very disappointing that I'm just staring at you. And then, I, you know, you're 6.8 kilometres away. Yes. <laughs> I can't touch you. you know, know. You're in the it's lockdown right. zone for me. So, um we're it's back, not right. We're, back in, we're back in it. We're back in it. How's everyone feeling out there? Because let me tell you, we're not happy. We don't yeah. like it at all. Well, we're still getting over the PTSD from yes. last one. And then we've literally had our kids at school, not even two weeks. So not even yes. a full two weeks of having our kids at school. Yeah. Literally, I was just getting into my own mojo of being at work and doing my own stuff at home and getting my home like the home office kind of thing happening mm. without kids all around us and school holidays and it's yes. gone. Like there's there's almost been no recovery time because I was just getting into the swing of of my my life. Yes, which uniform and like getting all the schedules down pat and then actually having some time to do some things for ourselves, which is unheard of. And you know what, my youngest son had been back for one week. He, they started later than everyone, so he's literally been back for a week. It's been a massive week because he's been learning how to catch the bus and, you know, do all of these things that he needs to do now. And we've got into this lovely little routine and then bang, down the man's, they've wheeled him out of the cupboard and he's, um, he's yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks, we've got to do a circuit breaker, which pre please praise the Lord that it's only going to be the five days because I think so many people that we have spoken to and then and that, you know, we're seeing on social media, are just they're feeling the exact same way as we are. I mean, what is this crazy life that we're living at the moment that we could be just popped back into a complete lockdown, you know, five kilometer radius in in a matter of hours? Mm. It was just, you know, I think the announcement was one o'clock on Friday and by midnight, you know, so it wasn't even half a day for us to get prepped and ready um, to to go back into this lockdown situation. And bless Melbourne, what did we do? all busted out to get to Coles and got all the toilet paper then shoved it back into our houses. I mean, what? I don't understand. What I is mean, wrong with people? Okay. I don't understand. The last thing that I went without on the last lockdown was yeah. food. I ate so yeah. much I put on weight. I don't know yes. anyone that didn't eat constantly. Like there yeah. was not a shortage of food. Yeah. So I don't understand why we're going out and buying food when the biggest issue is that everybody drank too much and ate too much. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Like, surely I'm actually trying to survive on what we've got in the house. I haven't been to the supermarket because I can't even be bothered. Yeah. Yeah, bothered doing that. So we are going to try to do things differently this time. Yes, we are. We're going to really, really try. And that this is really difficult for us to be able to try and do things differently because we've tried so many different versions along the yes, way. Yes, we have. So it's not like we've just done one way and we're, you know, like this is constantly like a um, an open document, as some would say, we're, you oh, know, it's, a, it's not, you know, it's, it's, the tabs are open. it's, it's an evolving mm. thing. Like it's mm. not just like we're set in stone and mm. you know, that sort of stuff. So, Sonia, we are going into this with a open mind, although... I know that when my son was at school, so our kids have started high school, but I know that he actually said they pulled the whole school. Everyone went into their uh, classes. There was mm. a big announcement on the loudspeaker and everyone had to sit at their desks 
and listen. And then there were so many kids that as they would tell, like literally the self-esteem and stress was mm. coming through these kids that my son, he said, everybody just put their heads down on the table and listened mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. just, oh, my God. And my son was yeah. supposed to go to camp this week, so that's been cancelled, which is really devastating because we started packing, like we got the bag out on Friday and we started putting the stuff in and then Saturday morning we put the backpack. You know what I mean? So it's really devastating. And things, it's really, really affecting people because we're still dealing with the trauma, real trauma of what was going on. Like we can have a laugh about it, but I really honestly believe that every single one of us, you know, the little people, like we've seen these little three-year-olds go up to different places, trying hand sanitizer and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, It's been really, really difficult for all of us to manage being at home. Totally. And you know what? On Friday morning, I was literally at a school camp uh, down in the Mornington Peninsula, stand, you know, outside with a couple of hundred of the most beautiful Year 12 students who were, you know, I walked into this amphitheatre outside and they were playing music and they were all singing together and there was, you know, there were kids that were dancing and, you know, we had this amazing seminar and then a whole lot of them came up afterwards and we were taking photos and hanging out with each other and I just said to them, I just wish that it stays open for you. That's all I wish for is that we have just the most most amazing year and that you don't have a year like last year's year 12s had because there seemed to be two camps they either really did you know exceptionally well because they buckled down or they just seriously struggled and you and I both know we had little moments of you know of both of those and then simply a couple of hours later where you know we're in this boat of of you know being faced to go into lockdown again so we thought you and I thought let's get together for this show and put some guests together that who can really help us because I reckon we do have a hint of or a big chunk of a bit of PTSD from last year. And so um, we, we thought today, let's talk to some people who know exactly what to do about how to get us through this and how to calm that mum in us, especially if we are homeschooling, who goes, oh, to do it again. And, oh, I, I think, I'm, you know, they might need therapy from last time and I need therapy from last time. And, um, you know, are, are we going are to struggle? The kids yeah. that are actually going, oh, my God, my parents, I'm going to be with my parents all the time. I think that our kids have needed a break from us. Yes, of course. Just of much. course. Yeah, absolutely. Of course they do. So we've got some three really brilliant guests today. First up, we have Michelle Kermy, who is a psychologist. She specialises in um, teenagers, adolescents, uh, families, and she does some brilliant work around, you know, just making us feel better. And she's going to talk to us today about how to take care of ourselves and then to how how to guide our children through these these this year of potential snap lockdowns yeah I hate saying that but there's potentially something like that could be going we're certainly living in it right now mm. um I our second snap crackle pop that's the only kind of lockdown yeah, that's the, want, it's all we want. I want to yeah. snap off the chocolate off the bar yeah, and then just exactly yeah right. that's all I want in that one and then we've got Bend and snap when we're dancing yeah. in the club side. Exactly bend right. Snap. Bend and snap. Bend and snap. And then we'd be for because we're homeschooling, we thought we'd get some great advice from some teachers. So we've yes. got Michael Gallus, who is a year seven coordinator, who's been a teacher for 25 years. Mm. And he's going to give us some great advice on how to homeschool our secondary students. But 
then on the flip side, we've also got our little primary school kids. And so we've got Leonie Tamblin, who is the director of Guiding Transition. And she actually helps people um, transition from kindergarten to school. And so she's giving us some great strategies around how to homeschool our little kids. So we're pretty much covering all bases, how to take care of ourselves, how to take care of teenagers and how to take care of our little kids. So It's a one-stop shop. The COVID take care of yourself. Now, what are you going to do differently? Uh, I'm going to just be a lot kinder to myself and lower my expectations of myself and, and of my children because I got caught up last time in, oh, my God, they're going to fall behind and, oh, my God, they haven't got that assignment done and they haven't got this done. Blah, blah, blah. And we argued a lot and it was really tense and it was tense in the house anyway because we did, there's so much uncertainty. So I'm going to really chill um, a lot more this time. And please remind me of that when I, I get o'clock. I'm calling you at 11 o'clock in the morning to see how that goes. Yes. Um, yeah how about yourself okay I thought I might start the morning with before actually things start I thought I might do a little bit of a fun routine so I thought maybe Mm. we could do a bit of a family meditation or um definitely do some family exercises and so I'm going to get up bright and early, which normally I am a, an early person. You're in the, the fives, aren't in you? In the fives, but I'm, I'm going to stick to it. So I thought maybe I might organise a fun activity prior to school. My kids start at 8.15. So mm-hmm. um, prior to school, I thought um, we might actually, you know, to get a little bit earlier and get going. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. long that's going to last, but um, we'll try that. <laughs> well, you've got the commute time that you would would be in the car normally, mm. so you can do something in that little bit mm. there, maybe. And it's good know. to get them. It, it's actually Might it's beneficial to get them house. moving. Yes, put music on in the house. I know. Yes. Like I asked the kids what they wanted to do, and they said, even if we don't, even if the whole family kind of just gets in together and we do a little bit of a mantra, we have these things called family meetings and um, where everyone gets together. Makes it sound like we're a perfect family, doesn't it? <laughs> we have a family meeting. We all have a chit chat about it. No, remember Sushi so, Mango when we were talking about the family meeting and how yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all so serious. Yeah. We have this and our kids get to call a family meeting. And so I thought I might actually call a family meeting where we all get together and maybe give each other, like do a bit of a group hug and go, hey, we're all in it together and we're all going to be really positive. And I'm going to try and not use the F word before 9 a.m after 9am oh i'm gonna call you at 9am and see how that one went you call the meet 11 i'm gonna call you at nine babe um, <laughs> that's called so checking in on your friends making sure that we're friends. still socially connected you know Absolutely. what and i think um i think we need to laugh we we tried really hard to laugh more laugh last time and i think we just need to just chill and laugh and talk to each other and just let each but other know that it's all going to be okay the weather is warmer so mm. I think that that's going to be a little bit different. So it means mm. that we're going to maybe want to get out more and, you know, it's not going to be yep. so difficult. That's, hey, I'm just going and thinking maybe a little bit. You're different. being super positive. I being love, very, I love it. Super positive. But for the rest of us who desperately want to get onto Netflix, we've yep. got some things that we can highly recommend to you. I'm a doco yep. watcher. What are you Yes, watching? you are. I'm watching um, pure trash, basically. <laughs> I'm just watching. <laughs> I'm just watching stuff that requires no decision making on my part okay. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm watching um, 
I watched a thing called Firefly Lane, which is just a fluffy girl, you know, girl sort of, you know, um, series, which I'm really quite liking. It has Catherine Heigl in it. Um, but I did watch, and you put me onto this, I really like this, um, was uh, Pretend It's a City, um, which is on Netflix. And it's um, all about Fran Leibowitz, who's the, uh, a really famous writer over there. And she is the quickest witted 70-year-old um, woman who just live life on her terms and then it's just got all this beautiful scenery of, of our second home, which we're missing terribly. Shout out to all our New York people for listening. And she's and, being interviewed by Martin Scorsese, which is just yes. fantastic, and they have this amazing relationship and they just talk so beautifully about New York and it's a really, really great doco. That, yeah, um, and they I've laugh a lot. They laugh a lot, which is so cool. And it's so, so funny. So what are you watching before we go to the break? Tell me. Okay, I would. So I have gone. I've gone. I've started mild. I went with The Shining. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Johnny. Here's Never Jenny. seen that, but my uh, son first home first book that he uh, brought home from the school library was Stephen King and uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, which is a oh. horror movie. Okay. So I thought I've never watched that. Anyway, I would not. Well, I'm recommending, but I am absolutely petrified. So at night time, okay. I'm scared that my kids okay. going to wake up with a knife. Ah, oh, school. So yeah, I'm going with it. So I'm actually trying to bring movies from the movies from the past. I'm watching okay. old stuff. Great okay. docker. Um, it's the uh, vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. So oh, I've seen that. That's on my list of things that I yeah. should be watching. It's really, really, it's just should came do it. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, really, really good. Watch that one, and it's about this girl, a young girl, travelling girl, goes to the Cecil, and it's this weird hotel that has all this weird stuff going on in LA. All the time, yeah. yeah. And she goes missing. It's really interesting. The next thing that I would say, there is a new doco about meditation because I'm oh. going to try meditation. It's really, really interesting. Basic information. It's by a guy who is a, um, a Dalai Lama kind of monk guy and he's done this thing. Really, really, really interesting. I like okay. that one. Um, my next one is uh, Surviving Death, which you Oh, I guess watch. I started watching that. Yeah, that and was that's been really good. And that's one. all around different things that are happening around death. Now, I know, look, we're, I'm, I'm starting light, just let's say. We've gone from <laughs> The Shining to it's about people dying, about near-death experiences, um, afterlife. It's all about this. Yeah, it's actually fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just all airy theory. We're talking about people who are actual, you know, scientists that have had, you know, near-death experiences who didn't think that there's anything in it. And there's actually a, a particular department in Harvard University is in there that actually yes. is, is specifically set up to investigate all of these experiences and there's millions of them around the world. So that's a really good one to get into. You did really start good. light. I've taken care of the light, trashy stuff. You've taken care of the very now, serious horror one stuff. one last movie that you need to watch, if you're a couple especially if you're a couple, you need to watch Malcolm and Marie. Okay. Malcolm and Marie. It's brand new this. on Netflix and it is just a movie about a couple and the whole time they are arguing and it's very, very interesting to see how crazy couples are and how we can screw up relationships even when they're not that bad, right? We can – it's just – I felt like someone was in my house. That was what I was. It's like literally <laughs> like a bird's eye view of a couple arguing the entire time. And it, okay. it's so frustrating 
it, there's no one else. There's just one couple in a house. But all right, argument for an hour and a half. So I, I highly recommend it. Also known as you can put a camera in any house during lockdown and you get absolutely. the same effect. Yeah, Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. All right, I'll tell you what. We've got a, an amazing guest coming up after the break. Michelle Kermy, psychologist. She's going to put her head right and make sure that we survive this silly lockdown that we're in right now. Necessary, perhaps, but when none of us are loving it, that's for sure. Good to see you back, babe. I'm so happy that we're back on our show. And uh, we've got lots more to come, so stay with us. This is the Sunny and Sasha for Real Show. Good night, live on Michael Graham. See you soon. Sonia and Sasha for Real. You're listening to Brimbank Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. We are so happy to be back, aren't we, Sash? Oh, we, can you believe it? We're actually back on air. This is so exciting. I love it. We're back on air, but we're locked down. Lockdown. We're locked down and we're back on air. So, you know what? We've all been struggling. I don't care who you are. These people who say, oh, we loved lockdown. It was so great. I just spent so much time with myself. Whatever. Uh, this is what I think. Are there people that loved lockdown? I don't. I think I've met two or three. I've met two or three. I think they're the same ones that go, oh, my kids slept eight hours from birth as soon as they <laughs> yeah. came home. They're the same yeah. people that say that and you go, oh, Absolutely. what's going on? Why are you looking so tired? Just so really only slept like 45 minutes like ours did. Now, this is what I wanted to tell you. We've got the most beautiful guest with us today because I think we've all been, in some ways, honestly, struggling. Our whole world is has been turned upside down. We've been um, thrown into this chaos some people just don't deal with change very well and then we've got uh, the added bonus of making sure that our young people our children are okay through this COVID time so we are currently in our uh, lockdown 3.0 thanks Dan the man and so we thought well, let's bring in an expert to help us look after our own mental health and also our, the mental health of our kids okay so what better person to get in than our spectacular friend Michelle Kearney from Mind at Ease psychologist extraordinaire welcome to the show Michelle <laughs> Ladies, hey, if there's any actual industry that's made more money ever, should it be you guys? Because everyone's in therapy and we can all do online therapy. So, is you know, are you guys like inundated with people? Inundated, inundated. It has gone crazy. Yes, definitely. So, what's okay. happening? How, how is online therapy working? Yeah. Um, well, usually it's just like this. So, it's usually just a Zoom um, online sort of Room, or it could be via phone. Some people just prefer, a lot of my teens just prefer, um, you know, no video and just audio. So whatever works, like, yeah, whatever works for um, the client. So mm. happy to accommodate so what that. Are we, what are we struggling with? Like what are the issues that you've been seeing that have come sure. up that yeah, have been definitely. really prevalent through this time? Absolutely. So just high anxiety would be, like yeah. debilitatingly high anxiety would be yeah. um, what, what I've been seeing. And obviously now with the next lockdown, um, people are really freaked out about it, um, yeah. you know, and I think it's all the unknown, all the unknown, especially when you think about what we've just lived through. So, you know, mm. having gone through it for already, you know, three-month lockdown, um, I think, Sonia, you and I were chatting a bit briefly yesterday about this you know, post-traumatic stress disorder that comes in because it's like, oh, my God, is this going to happen again? How long is this going to go for? Um, so people are really concerned about the potential of this being, you know, blown out again. Mm. So, yeah. Can you give us some signs about what 
this anxiety looks like? Like how does it actually um, show Manifest. itself in our, yeah, will show itself in our body and in our minds? What's the story oh, behind it? Tell us. Yeah, and I think that that's a really good one, Sash, because I think that um, people that are, are really in tune with their bodies are, you know, and this is what I teach people to do, you know, our bodies tell us when we're anxious. Mm-hmm. But what that what that looks like for you guys and what that looks like for me, it, it might be two different things. But generally people will say that they feel a tightness in their chest, um, or they'll, they'll feel like they want to vomit or they feel this constant tension in their body. It's that kind of that kind of thing. But it's about being aware of that. So sometimes yeah. you might have these feelings and not realise actually that's how anxiety is manifesting. Um, yeah. And then that that's usually um, in conjunction with or as a result of negative thoughts. So, you know, we hear that lockdown's happening and then we start with the negative thoughts. Oh, my God, I can't do this. How am I going to cope? I have to homeschool um, or, yeah. you know, um, I'm, I'm just, I can't do this. I'm socially isolated. I'm stuck at home. So it's it's that forecasting of negative negative mm-hmm. things happening um, and just that fear around, um, you know, it potentially extending and what have you. So it's the negative thoughts, um, the feelings in your body, uh, and it's usually a vicious, a vicious cycle that can lead to, like, you know, lack of sleep, depression and and so on and so forth so yeah 100 percent. i think it's about knowing your own body and really listening to that because totally. one of the things is so um my mum passed away um 18 months ago and straight after within a couple of uh, within a week i got these excruciating body pains and i literally thought maybe i'd injured myself but it wasn't and i think i'd spoken to you actually mm. like i had a conversation with you michelle and you just said grief shows itself in its muscles and yeah. all of that and mm. then i started pampering myself and giving myself like massage i i, I went overboard like i was doing two a week because my body Good. was hurting me so nice no, what you needed mm. yeah but then in strangely enough what happened was when we went into lockdown so, and when we first went into lockdown sonia and i were starting to go for walks and I, do you remember when you asked that? I said, mm-hmm. oh, my God, my shoulders are so sore. I don't know what's going mm. on. My shoulders are so, so sore. And I recognised that was actually the exact first things, the start, the start of the pain in my body when my mum had first passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I was then going, oh, it's that same feeling, like that grief, the stress of the body, those kind of things. And sure. then I started doing like... Um, very early on, I started doing stretching and really looking after my body um, and in my shoulders because that was the first form. And then all of a sudden you'd come out of lockdown and I've noticed yesterday, like, you know, the the minute they um, said about the lockdown, I was then going, oh, my God. Starting to feel it again. So I'm, like, really moving myself because I'm noticing. So I don't actually have those physical signs of those things. But clearly my body is taking that stress somewhere because the first time something happens and stressful, I start to go, oh, my God, my shoulders are really hurting me. Mm. But I love love what you were just, yeah, totally. But Mm. I love what you were just saying there, Sash, about noticing. This is something that a lot of people don't do and something Mm. I teach people and encourage people to do to be open and to be the observer of your experience. So Mm. to be able to acknowledge um, and allow whatever's there be open to allow and have the space um, from a compassionate and um, loving space. Yeah. So it's great that, you know, that's that's really great what you were just saying about knowing, so growing that observer part, being um, connected uh, yeah. with what your experience is and allowing it without any judgment um, or criticism. Yeah. Because, of course, your body 
some almost takes the impact. It's almost like when there's Absolutely. a car accident mm-hmm. or anything like that, the body takes the impact. And then, you know, you can actually, if you've seen people before when there's an accident and they get out oh. and they're fine and then like the minute the adrenaline kind of calms down, they'll say, oh, my body's actually feeling a certain way. Mm. I literally, like the first day of announcing the lockdown, I was literally crying the whole day. I was just so sad. My shoulders started mm. to Now, was I like, you know, a raving mental person? No, I wasn't. I was able to function quite well. Maybe I don't know, right? <laughs> but it's it's really interesting. I think for me, self-awareness is the key to all of that. And just the Highly. more you get to know those patterns and the things that your body starts to do, how can you start to take care of it? Now, I know in lockdown we can't go and get a massage, but... Uh, physical movement and those stretches and mm. those kind of ways to take care of yourself, I think mm. is is the key for me, what I've actually found because some reason that's that's the way my body takes the impact. And, I'm, and you're right, everybody's body takes it in, in a different way. Yep. So do you think for real, Michelle, that we have, um, some of us have PTSD from the last time, asking for a friend? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Not a doubt about that at all in my mind yeah Yeah. and I I think that you know Sash you just said that um you know when they said that we're going into lockdown again so many people had that same response it was just like you know horror how how, we can't do this again we can't do this again um because it's actually so fresh in our minds and we're talking we're just talking off air about um, homeschooling and we are seriously stressed and I would say that Sasha and I are very aware of our you know mental health and you know we Absolutely. are very lucky that we haven't had significant bounce of you know anxiety or anything like that in our lives situational for different you know um, stressful mm-hmm. in life but you know where I felt anxious as soon as they said that I was Absolutely. Like, oh, that was the hard that was honestly the hardest thing that I think I've ever had totally. to do was to homeschool and, those two children. Absolutely. And, try, and be effective with it as well, you know. Like, yeah, I was like, that's I was right. so set on, I don't want these kids to fall behind, I don't want them to have, yes. you know. That, that was really something things. that was, yeah, quite stressful um, yeah. Uh, for me and I think for a lot of other uh, parents as well. And luckily, you know, I had sort of sporadic work during um, during the lockdowns. I can't imagine what it would be like for somebody who's trying to work full-time at home and then also homeschool young children like that. It, it, that's actually ridiculous. Absolutely, yeah. How really. do we, so how do we look after ourselves through this time? Because we are going to be, it seems like we'll perhaps be living in a world where we have snap lockdowns every now and then. So Only, we're going to have to yeah. get used to this kind of situation. So how do we look after ourselves? Uh, apart from you. Yeah, so apart from being aware, you know, that's the first That's the first thing. I mean, people generally avoid negative emotions and they use all sorts of yes. things that. So allow, allow what's there, allow space for, for it from a space of compassion, like I said before. Um, and look, pe- we need people. That's the bottom line. As human mm. beings, we need people. So staying connected is by far the most important important thing that we can do for um, ourselves and you know making sure that we choose positive connections we don't want to get onto these online things where it's it's all negative we want to choose um really positive connections with family friends or or whatever it is um so that's my first i guess my first most important thing um can i just interrupt you on that i I think 100 percent um, what you've just said, staying connected with the right people, okay? Yeah. So there has been times where, mm-hmm. and, and it's hard to kind of admit this, and Sonia and I had a conversation, you'd get a phone call from somebody that you didn't have that 
you know, like I can't feel like I can open up to them and I can't feel like I can be myself to them. I'd find myself taking three or four days to return their call. Sure. Mm. Right? Because the thought of making that call and hearing that or the yes. in my head and all of that sort of stuff was yeah. just like I don't have any extra space in my head to be able yeah. to take that. Mm. Yet somebody that I'd go, oh, I'm excited. Like, you know, you've called me. I know when I call you back I'm going to feel good. So yes, good energy. Mm-hmm. That I think it's about being aware who you're staying connected with as well. Bring totally. those people and that make you feel good. Bring it. Ha- mm-hmm. If you have to have those conversations on a daily basis, and if you've got that person in your life that's calling you to go nah, 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 and mm-hmm. judge or how are you doing this and what are you doing with that or just to say, well, we don't need to call those people back. No, you got to give yourself yeah. self care. Self care is by far the most important thing that you can be doing right now. Yeah, um, I was feeling so, guilty that I wasn't returning the calls of these people. And yeah, I'm no, you've got to allow yourself. Didn't, didn't get me to call you back after three days. Now you know, you know who you are. <laughs> if you didn't get a call back for three days, you're on the list, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and and again, that's another thing that I didn't notice about myself. It was just like, oh, I've got to put the clothes online. Can't ring you back now. Oh, I've got to do this. Can't yeah. do that now. That was you know, my you can't... body telling me that's oh, right. I'm more negative in my life. No, and you've got to listen to that. Like, I think we cope better with those people when you know when we're when we're sort of busy. We might call them just before school pickup or something and say, oh, look, I've got a few minutes. What's happening? How are you? Blah blah blah. And then, oh, look, the kids are just getting in the car or whatever. Um, so I think in lockdown, you know, you have to be able to say uh, that I can't do that. That's my limit. That's what I can do and what I can't do. And if, if it means that you can't have those negative, um, you know, connections, then that's okay. You give yourself permission. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter who you disappoint. Um, yeah, you've got to you look after yourself. Yeah. This is all about looking after ourselves. Um, so what else can we do, Michelle? So you were saying be aware and then stay connected. What else do yeah. you think? So immerse yourself in things that you love. That You know, mm. how often do we get a chance to actually do the things that we really, really love? Um, mm. I mean, often, you know, for busy women like ourselves who are working and raising families, you know, we don't have the luxury all the time to do things that perhaps, you know, that we would like to do, whether it's art or whether it's watching mm. Netflix all day or, mm. you know, cleaning out cupboards. Not that you love that, but it is something <laughs> therapeutic about that I found out yesterday. Um, you know, just the things that, yeah, immerse yourself in something that's going to make you feel good. And that takes yeah. all of your energy. I think yeah. that's another thing. It's like I don't want to, um, I, I honour what I'm feeling and I honour, I allow the space for that, but now I'm going to shift into a, a, a different mode. Um, so yeah, that's don't that's stay important. there. Don't stay there. Honor, honor where you are. Allow yourself to feel it, but don't leave. And there. it will pass. Yeah, it passes. Yeah. You pass through it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think Sasha, you were saying earlier, getting physical. I mean, that's so important as well during this time. Um, you know, getting outside, walking, doing things. Um, and if you can do that with a neighbor or a friend that lives nearby, even better. Um, because that's you know you got the connection and the physical exercise going on there as well and it does de-stress you when you get out of the house when you're in lockdown just getting out of the house Mm. you know there's something oh there's some sort of relief around that um yeah yeah big big day out of big day out was a trip to woolies a little extra time in the aisles yeah (laughs) yeah totally Totally. Right, so just quickly before we go, what yeah. about our children? Or how do we make sure that sure. they're coping okay? Um, well, if you think about our children and especially teens, you know, developmentally, it's such an important time for relationship mm. development. 
peer mm. connection, you know, they might have romantic relationships that are, you know, starting. So mm. the fact that they can't see their friends, um, it's very, it does have a very negative impact. So yeah. I think as parents, what we need to do is talk with them about what's going on, communicate mm. as much as possible without being too in their face. So, yeah. you know, in a kind of relaxed way, check in and, um, you know, allow them the space without judgment to be able to express what it is that they feel. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've noticed with um, teens going back into lockdown already is that they're worried that they're ne- things are never going to get back to normal. Yeah. Like if you think about them, they're living through a pandemic. We we would like to us, I think for our generation, it's almost like you wouldn't have, you think about a movie, this would be in a movie. It doesn't yeah. feel like yes. it was ever going to be a reality. You know, if, yeah. if someone told you this was happening in 2019, you'd go, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? Nuts. Yeah. Um, but the fact that uh, our teens are living through, you know, this, I think that it makes them feel like that things are never, here we are again in lockdown, um, is everything, everything ever going to get back to normal? Yes. Um, so giving them reassurance, nothing lasts, nothing lasts forever, mm. nothing's permanent. So um, giving them lots of reassurance, letting them know that we're going to do this together, that it's going to be okay. Creating a home environment that's relaxed, mm. that's hard when we're homeschooling. Yep. How do we do that? How do we do that? <laughs> that's a whole other show, Sash. Whole other show. Oh, so now we're managing. <laughs> so we're managing our own anxiety, go. right? We have yeah. to manage our own anxiety. Okay. Can we manage so our own anxiety? We need to go for walks. We need to do take Without care of it. So we, in order for like you know, so for, in order, for, I'm just like, in order for my family to function right, I need to do my stretches to make sure that my shoulders are. I need to make sure I go for my walks. I need to make yeah, sure that I chat with my friends. Yeah, yeah. So that when I come in the house and they start skateboarding around the house because they have nowhere else to do, I don't go off my head. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Your number one is what I'm saying. When you're good, everything else runs well in the family. Um, uh, that's what I find with my household. If I'm not good and the tension's up um, and the anxiety's up, um, you know, just having a bad day in lockdown, then it kind of filters down. So yeah. you have to make sure that you're looked after and then you can um help them manage their level levels of anxiety whatever emotions are coming up for them um in in lockdown and encouraging them also to stay connected the things that mm. we spoke about that are important for us to do encouraging them to do things that help them stay connected maybe even what doing things together starting a new netflix series together yeah. um heaven forbid playing an xbox game with your teenage son like yeah. You know, I'm warning you now, you're going to get... (laughs) Well, do you know why? Because I just, those other two lockdowns, that was the way he was communicating. My oldest son, that's the way he was communicating with his mates. And so I was like, go for it, buddy. Oh, and that's how your that's your social interaction right now. So exactly. you know, if you want to, if you want, like I've always been one iPad for each eyeball. Like oh, I'm a full technology chick. Um, we bought we bought our kids a second iPad. We're, what do you mean too much screen time? Amateur. Now, what if it gets you through right now? Uh, right? Right? So. And that is, I love that you've said that. You are a professional woman psychologist who knows exactly what you're talking about and you just say whatever gets you through. And it really is. I mean, we're yeah. in a pandemic. I said to everybody, we need to add that to your resume. You survived a pandemic. You still survived exactly. a pandemic. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I think yeah. everyone should give themselves a big trophy and a billion dollars. So we, thank you so much for all of that advice. Oh, I love you guys. So it's so nice to talk with you. Pleasure. Yeah. We adore you. And how do we get in contact with you, Michelle? How do we? 
um, get some more information on the website yes. and uh, Instagram. Yep. Yep. My, you can um, look at me up on Instagram. So it's Michelle um, Mind at Ease and yep. um, you can find me there. Yeah, amazing. All right, thank you so much thank for today. You so Pleasure, well. ladies. Take care. I feel less stress in my shoulders already, Sarge. How about you? Maybe <laughs> a loosen love it. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're listening to Remake Live on Live FM. This is the funniest slash your career show. We'll see you soon. Sonia and Sasha, for real. You're listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha Real Show, and we have another special guest, Sasha. We've got a very busy day today, our first show back for the year. Very exciting. We yeah. need to know how to make sure that our little people are okay going to school and maybe not going to school, maybe going to homeschool, that word that we well, should want to strike out of the dictionary forever and ever. Tell us about got, our guests. We've got little people, so we actually need help. This is like mm. a therapy session really for Desperately. us because we've got grade twos yes. that um, have not been to school since uh, 2019. It feels like <laughs> that anyway, right? But we have the most incredible person that's right here, which is Leonie Tamlin. She is the Director of Guiding, Guiding Transition, and she's going to teach us all about how we can effectively I like this word, effectively, teach our kids this particular week or for the rest of the year on homeschooling. Hey, Leonie, thank Hello, you so much for being here. Hi, Sonia, how are you? Oh, we are a desperate need of your advice because we have gone into PTSD about having to do homeschooling again and we need you. <laughs> let's go if I can help. <laughs> so tell, let's start with the basics. How do we not kill our kids? I guess, I guess there's a little bit of this where we have to say we need to be open and transparent with our kids about how we're feeling. So just as you would have perhaps on Friday night when they got home from school explained to them that we're going back into lockdown, I think it's worth them hearing you say, I'm disappointed we have to do this again. I much mm. prefer it when I can go to work and you can go to school, but we don't have any choice. I'd prefer not to do it. You'd prefer not to do it, but we don't have any choice. So let's remember the things that worked well last time and perhaps have some open discussion about, remember when we used to do this? Remember when we used to do that and that didn't work and we all argued, so we're not going to do any more of that this time. Mm. We're going to just have a quick drill of what went well last time. And then Great just remind idea. you that, mm. Great idea. Focus on the positives because we yeah, all instantly absolutely. went into negative exactly yeah. because but let them know you're feeling a bit negative too because everybody yes. is yeah. you know the butcher the baker the candlestick maker nobody wants to do this but we don't have any choice so mm -hmm. let's just get on with it and do it mm -hmm. and then I think it's really important to remind them of those routines and letting them know that the routines aren't just happening at home they were the same routines that happened when they went back to school like mm. the teacher said this is what we have to do at the beginning of the day and this is when we have a break and reminding them that we'll have to do those sorts of routines at home and mm -hmm. getting the children to be part of that routine making. I mean, I know that if I was doing it, there's probably no way I'd be starting it at 8 o'clock in the morning unless the school had a, a thing where you had to sort of um, zoom in. And I know some schools do that, but mm. I can't really even imagine they're ready to do that with such a short notice for this, um, this lockdown. But if they are, I guess you do it. But it's... I guess my point is that you're saying we, we won't be eating breakfast whilst we're doing our work. Mm. We eat breakfast, then we stop because then we're going to start some schooling. 
and just um, keeping those routines going, you know, um, when we're allowed to have a break, that's what we do. We go outside if we're lucky enough that, you know, we've got space in our homes to do it, or that's when we are perhaps allowed to have a little bit of time on screens, et cetera. But we're really making a distinction between when it's learning time and when it's rest and relaxation time. I think that's just reminding kids that's what it's about, even with little ones, you know, no, we can't have the TV on. No, that's just a non-negotiable. It, it's it's reminding them of what they can and really the best way we can set up productive learning. I think that's that's probably really important. So, Leonie, what happens if your child is really um, against that? So let's say they say no TV on and they're like, no, 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 or no iPad during this particular session. They really start to go back because they're almost like they're resisting it as well. Okay. How would you best handle that? Because I think that's probably going to go into my house. What about you, Sonia? <laughs> oh, no, what do you mean? My children, they're robots. They sit down, they listen, they speak when they're spoken to. How oh, wonderful. They just get all their work done. They smile constantly. We're in joy over here, joy. <laughs> I, I think I'd be letting them know, okay, they're, they're the choices you're making so that you don't end up in those arguments. I think it's just saying, okay, they're the choices you're making. But do you understand I've, I've got a job to do where if tomorrow, um, you know, in the Zoom meeting your teacher says where's, you know, um, Susie's work, we'll just have to say, look, Susie just made a choice yesterday not to be involved in home learning. And then you're sort of throwing the discussion back where it becomes the teacher's relationship and the students, not so much where you're getting caught in the middle of it. It's a, it's a bit like homework, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. When they hand in the homework, if they haven't done it, they're the ones that have to deal with the teacher, mm -hmm. not you. Mm -hmm. And I would sort of keep that going a little bit at home because if we get to three or four days where they haven't done anything, obviously you're going to have to have a private conversation with the teacher to say, this is really challenging and mm -hmm. I'm going to need some strategies um, to help me through it. Yeah. Le Sorry, Leonie, get Go going. Get yeah. I think avoiding the arguing. I mean, once you get into an argument, the learning stops. Mm. Learning will stop for an hour or so because then you've got to kind of fix your relationship before the mind is going to be open to doing anything else. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you know, we, we had lots of discussions with parents that did homeschooling last time. And a lot of them just said, oh, we just didn't do it. We just threw up our hands and said, that's it. Yeah. We just can't do this. It was yeah. unworkable. Everyone was stressed out. And yeah. because we've got to keep in mind too that these little young brains are soaking in the information that's going around whenever they wheel out Dan the Man to give us the latest update. These little brains are taking in that information as well. And so everybody uh -huh. was super stressed. Will our kids be okay? Will they be able to catch up? Will they, you know, will they be resilient enough to be able to bounce back and, and get the information that they need to be? at the right level i honestly believe they will because i mm. think that even though you feel like your child is coping so badly everybody's children have found this challenging yeah. and so schools are prepared for that they have absolutely understood that everyone's going to be a little bit behind so mm. um, i i know that um some of my colleagues 
in planning for the school year this year. Everyone knew they couldn't just drag out last year or, or the year before's curriculum and go bang, this is what we usually introduce mm. in February, March, April. Everybody knew that that assessment data they were gathering at the beginning was going to really inform their teaching and work mm. out where everyone's starting points were. Yeah. And I think everyone realised that, that the importance of play and kids reconnecting was, was just paramount. Um, I heard such beautiful stories of teachers talking about the joy they felt in children after about day two of mm. returning to school because they could almost feel them relax as they got outside and played with their friends and, mm. and they remembered the happy place that was inside them that, schools, that school usually produces. So yeah. especially this time round, I just think that what we've all learned is that we can't stress about this homeschooling thing too much. Mm. That schools will um, reconnect our children back into, you know, best practice in learning, which is, I think, in a school, not at home, personally. And do you know what? Beautiful. Kids that didn't like school can't wait to get back to school. <laughs> that just shows how they don't actually, they yeah. like us less. <laughs> They're like, for now the teacher's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, Leonie, one thing that you just said to me that just struck out and made me calm was when you just said everyone will, everybody's feeling that. Because for, for one of the things that I actually felt was when my child was doing the online learning and the teacher would say, um, you know, would ask a question, let's say, what's five plus five? And then every kid would be like, 10, 10, 10. And I was thinking, my kid's like this. Well, oh, you know, like, well, I don't know, you know, it's five, you know, is that one head to, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And then I thought to myself, how can my child not know what everybody else in the class did? And then what I found out later was, was all the other parents were like in the background going, it's 10, it's 10, oh. it's 10, you know, because they were also, and then what happened was, as I kind of got to know this, I was maybe not doing the it's 10. So I was thinking, no, everybody else in the kid knows that everybody else's child in the class knows that the answer is 10, except for mine. And so my child is actually not learning. But they were just giving them that information. And I, I think it just made me feel like I was just doing a, a not a good job because how can my child not know it? And how come all the other kids know it? And you know, we're not people in genuinely that really care about what other people think. Like, you know, I'm really big on you ride your own race. But this is like in your face 24 mm. hours a day mm. and you go to bed going, oh, I've been such a bad parent. I yelled so much. The kids didn't eat properly. You know, I'm literally at the point where, like, if you want to have a packet of Tim Tams for dinner, go right ahead. <laughs> um, I actually know one mum that got so tired, so tired, what she did was she was so exhausted that what she did, she opened up a packet of the Coles minced beef and put the fry pan on, put a bit of oil, opened it and went, put that on there and just fried it up in, in its square format. <laughs> <laughs> and served it to the kids like that. Cut it in half and served it like that. Anyway, they loved it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she told them they were having one big hamburger each. Anyway. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. And I literally went, okay, I haven't done that. But that's that. it just shows mm. your, your level of desperation when you go, that's mm. dinner. I can't even bother me. I'm just going to fry it. We're lucky she took the plastic off. But, <laughs> you know, 
I guess that's what it um so when I hear these stories in my mind I go wow we're all experiencing yeah, that everybody's experiencing it yeah everybody yeah. is experiencing it and and the other thing is too um, the teachers are experiencing it too. Yeah. They don't like it. It's so much work. It's really hard. So it was beautiful to hear the teachers being glad to be back at school too because yeah. it, we don't normally teach where we have great big collective groups of children at a time. The best teaching occurs when you're having those one-on-one -on -one conversations or you're working in small groups, not when you've got sort of 30 little heads on a screen. That's not best practice. So um, we just have to accept that this is not, the idea we have to look at already they've started to to show some of the data saying that kids didn't there wasn't this great regression that everyone um was expecting they continued to learn something and they all they will continue to learn um providing we're just keeping things positive and upbeat and let's face it for the little children you're talking about if we can remember that most important thing that as long as we're reading to them every day so that we're enriching their oral language. I'm trying Sasha. my best there. I'm trying my best. <laughs> but, you know, if we're reading to them every day, enriching their sort of um, oral language as much as we can, having the conversations, going for a walk, looking around you in the world, for me that's what's important in the next few weeks. If, I can't see this going on for months again, but um, in the next few weeks that's what's important. It's, you know, just keeping homeschooling in perspective, I guess, is the most important thing. Such good advice, Leonie. Thank mm. you so much for being on the show today. I have a, um, a person who helps me with the home reading, and that's called YouTube. So everyone should get <laughs> on to that. Um, that's well, my recommendation. Leonie Tamblin for Guiding Transition. You are a superstar. You've made us feel a lot uh, more sane as mothers and so, homeschooling yeah. teachers. Thank you for today. Okay. All the best for the coming year. Right. How can people have people a look at your information? Okay, um, anyone can contact me at leone at guidingtransition.com.au and I'm happy to help anyone who thinks I can be of use to their family. Oh, okay. You are incredible. Thank you so, Thank you so much for being Thank with you. us today. All right, all yeah. the best. Bye. Lenny Tamblin from Guiding Transition. You're on the Sonia Sasha for Real Show, Green Bank Live on Live FM. We'll see you after the break. Sonia and Sasha, for real. You're listening to Green Bank Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real show. And today we are talking to one of our mates who's just the best guy. <laughs> he's a really good friend of ours. Um, and he's got quite a resume. Can I tell you what all about this uh, young man, Sasha? He is currently a young man. I love that. He's going to be a young man. Hey, he's going to love it. Um, and he's turned up in a suit and tie today, so oh, I don't even understand what's going on, but it's beautiful. Um, he's currently the Year 7 coordinator of Gilson College, taking care of English, maths, PE and sport. He's been a teacher for 25 years. He's a coach. He is a mate of ours. He is a uh, budding politician. He's a Uber driver occasionally. And he also is the creator of Footies for All, which is um, a charity that takes care of underprivileged young people around the world, getting them sporting equipment. And we are very proud ambassadors of that very organization. Could everyone please go crazy for Mr. Michael Gallas? Hey, hey, sir. Hey, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, 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 can you help me? Sir, sir, I need some help. Do you want to come to my There's house? Only so much I get to... <laughs> it's only I so much I can do, Smash. Do some homeschooling <laughs> with their smarkle.
Yeah. <laughs> Michael, you are with teenagers every single day, day in, day out, okay? And we need some help here because we are doing some homeschooling yet again. And so we need some advice. Firstly, how how are we going to be able to cope? How are we going to be able to cope? How are we even going to be able to teach these kids? How, what if they fall behind? What if we're really crap teachers? Uh, Michael, yeah. the questions are. What do you mean, what if? <laughs> what if we're really crap teachers? We already are. Yeah. We are crap <laughs> teachers. Michael, we need your help. Help us, yes. please. Yeah, and well, that's the uh, operative word, isn't it? Uh, how are we going to teach these kids? You're not, mm. you're parents. So you really can't be too hard on yourselves. You've really got to look that. You got to do the best you can, and if it's not working, seriously, take them for a walk around the block, go and uh, jump on the trampoline with them, shoot some hoops. Um, you've really got to assess what level of uh, authority, really, you've got over the kids. And being a secondary school teacher, year seven, um, you've got to. It should be the independence of them coming to the fore at this stage, and you working with them to set it, really set an hour by hour timetable and uh, set the ground rules with them about what they're going to do and really give them the trust to uh, sit down and do it. I don't know, it's, it's a hard thing for parents to do, but that's the best thing, advice I can give is to work with them to set a routine, set a timetable, make sure the fridge is full too. They love to eat, especially <laughs> when they're home at home schooling. And if uh, they've got a full tummy and uh, plenty of uh, liquids on, 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 uh, on uh, ready to go, then that's the best chance for them to learn. So really uh, work with them hour by hour, set some rules. Uh, see, do they want to be in their school uniform, their sport uniform? What are the rules from the school? Or do they want to be there in their casual clothes? Get them dressed is probably a good idea. It's not the best look in their pajamas or their onesies. <laughs> so if you can actually get them to get dressed and out of bed and their sleeping bags, make sure they're not doing their Zoom calls in the bed. Um, and maybe have a shower would be a good thing too. But if you can't get those things to happen, you just got to do the best you can. And just seriously, don't be too hard on yourselves. So really the one thing that I took there is feed them. So if I'm making chocolate brownies by 9am and they're really all for me, we're doing really well then. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And bribery and bribery works too. You got to do whatever you can. We're, we're so thankful it's only a three day lockdown and hopefully they're all coming back to see me and every other teacher and uh, coordinator on Thursday. Um, and keep praying for that as well. Um, oh, but really, uh, yeah, if you want to bribe them with uh, screen time or holidays to Queensland, do whatever you can. <laughs> We're bribing ourselves for holidays to Queensland. <laughs> we can't even go 5Ks, Michael, let alone. I, I don't think no. I can even come to your house, right? let alone Queensland. No, you're not um, allowed. You're not allowed. And yeah. you know what? Whilst, whilst Sasha's taking care of the brownies, I'll have plenty of liquids on hand, as you said. Plenty of liquids. That's for mama under the table because I'm telling you if it was anything like last time no actually I won't but I'm telling you if it was anything like last time I know a lot of people who made Dan Murphy their friend over that well, over that time you know it was so stressful and we're mostly worried that we're just doing the wrong thing and that they're going to fall behind and that we're damaging them you know their future prospects and things like that please tell us that it'll be okay MG. No, it will be. Yeah, it certainly will be. And going back to uh, Dan Murphy, it's really important for parents and uh, and caregivers to de-stress themselves and to use whatever um, whatever works for them as well. You know, yoga, going for a walk, having a sleep, 
getting a punching bag, yelling at the husband, yelling at the <laughs> wife, um, to really use whatever. And that was a joke, of course, just a joke <laughs> in relation to that. Uh, be very supportive of your other half because you need, you need a team effort and it's, you've got to really be careful and be aware of what works for you to stay relaxed as well, especially at the end of the day or even by recess, that uh, if you need to get out of the house and go for a walk and you, you, you're throwing your hands up and you've given into the screen time and let them on Netflix or uh, PlayStation, just let them do that because hopefully, as I said, for three days, they're not going to fall behind in three days. Um, and hopefully we're all back to school on Thursday. So really, if it's not working, fine. Throw up your hands, go go and do your own work. That's the other thing. Parents have to be, uh, most parents at this stage will be working from home with those that can. So if you're not getting a response and respect from your, uh, your children, then say, all right, okay, you're old enough. You're in secondary school. You've set the routine. You've set the uh, timetable. I'll check in at the end of the day. And uh, I'll also... Here's a good one too. I'm going to ring the school and I'm going to email your teachers at the end of each session or the end of each day and find out how you're going. So um, hold the kids accountable in that regard too, because we do the same at school. If they're not uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing, we're on the uh, phone to the parents or emailing the parents as well. And if we can get that team effort and that uh, three-way um, partnership going, that's the best chance we've got to uh, for the kids to succeed, both at school and at home. Do you know, yeah. it's really funny because it's almost like, the, well, and Sonia, you will completely understand this. In our minds, we had our work schedule and then we also had their schedule. So we were like going Thursdays is an assignment due, Wednesday we've got a test, da 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 we're mm. keeping this sound in mind. And I've literally just got an email saying that my son's got a music lesson this week and that he's asked to attend. And so I've literally written in my diary, he's got a music lesson at this particular time and he'll, you know, they're letting him know if it's a Zoom or if it's this and the other. Now, normally I would not know when the Zoom, when the music lesson is, mm. right? So I wouldn't have any, so already in my mind I'm going, one kid's got a music lesson on Tuesday, one kid's got a music lesson on my da 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 da, da. Whereas I wouldn't know all of that information because they just deal with it at school. Mm -hmm. So it's like not only do I have to remember my own stuff that I'm doing, but we're also in there. And the emails are just coming in thick and fast from the school. Like <laughs> I've got to remember this. I've got to remember, like, is, is it not on my plate enough? <laughs> and you haven't even started. I'm the only that's stressed over this. Telling you, it's PTSD from last time. We were <laughs> we were in the trenches, Michael. It wasn't good. It was not good. I'm telling you. Yeah. And then we, but we, I think we were the only two parents that we kind of had spoken to that that um, their kids actually did some work. You know, like that because they're, they're, they're shifty. You know, they're up in their room going, yeah, yeah, we're working way, we're working way, doing it on the computer, and they're playing bloody computer games. And then the teachers are calling them, families going. Your kid's done nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> What's going on over there? It's yeah, shambles. I've been, uh, I've, been, so, uh, I've, I've been doing my job. That's what's been going on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and we nearly lost our minds as a result of it. But, you know, that's 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 all right. That's all right. Um, so you're and telling us that they'll be okay and, and you know, just do the best that we possibly can, go for a walk and, and chill out a little bit about it, you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. And uh, try and get the kids out of the house at some stage during the day, either recess or lunchtime. 
even them, them, if they have a break from uh, their online things, they really need to have a break from their house and the environment. And even though most of them don't want to, even just to walk to the back fence and back or walk to the letterbox and back inside, get them out of the house, get them walking. Cooking's a great one. They love eating. So, well, okay, instead of us doing all the work, you can cook, okay? Go and get the yes. ingredients, go and get the recipe and, and do the cooking. And most importantly, because my kids haven't worked out how to do it, do the I cleaning. Know. Get them to yeah. do the cleaning because then we've got all these, when we've got all these ditches we got to do as well as teaching them, working and feeding them. This yeah. does, your head in. does your head in, doesn't it, ladies? Do you know what I think we forgot? Food? A professional toast cleaner upper of crumbs. Like mm. I was literally just spending my day picking up toast crumbs from one end mm. of the house to another. But mm. do you know what I reckon we've forgotten? Do you know what I reckon we've forgotten, guys? I think we've forgotten that this is a pandemic. That we're in completely yeah. global, you know, craziness at the moment. And because we've sort of done it for a year, we're kind of going, oh, okay, so this is, we'll just get on with it, get on with it. No, we're in a bloody altered state. This is, this is a crazy situation to be in. And this because people have sort of, you know, jogged on a little bit um, doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay sort of credence to the fact that this is a very unusual circumstance that we're in and it's really, really stressful and, you know, our kids don't like it either. So, yeah, make the brownies and, and, and get out there and have a bit of a walk. And if you don't, if it doesn't work that day, then, you know, throw, be one of those people that throws your hands up and says, well, it didn't work today, let's give it another go tomorrow sort of thing. So, oh, I love that advice, MG. Thank you so much for um, being Thank our you. voice of reason. I think you've calmed us, us down for the for this five minutes. Anyway, we'll see. How, we'll let you know how we go <laughs> after the first day. <laughs> if, if you hear us um, yelling and swearing, don't call DHS. Keep, keep, keep moving, keep moving. Nothing keep to see moving. here. Nothing going on. Be very kind to yourselves as uh, parents. Remember our role. I'm a parent as well as a parent. You're not teachers, you're not educators. But also, just one other note too, please be kind to the teachers. Please be kind to the uh, the educators because mm. all weekend, this weekend, and um, probably a lot, of the, a lot of tonight, they'll be... Um, up organising lessons and putting things online and answering, mm -hmm. as you said, and answering and sending emails ad nauseum. So please, uh, please be kind to the teachers and especially uh, Thursday, if we're all back to school, parents are happy. Teachers have had to then adjust from online learning mm -hmm. to face-to-face learning and readjust. Um, you just said, Sash, mm -hmm. your son was going to camp. I was about to take 140 kids to uh, uh, Howquare and Eildon on Wednesday, so everything has to be rechanged and rejigged, and uh, mm -hmm. be kind to teachers. And uh, and the other thing we we got through last year, didn't we, ladies? And uh, yes. we're still here. We're a bit damaged, but yes. we're still here. And that's <laughs> Winston <laughs> Churchill said, "When you're going through hell, just keep going." And that's the advice. Don't give up. Take it one day at a time. We'll make it. And one day, I'm looking forward to that day, ladies, where we all sit down and laugh about all of this. Oh, same. So well, we, we did laugh, but we were mental. We were mental when we did that. Thank you so much, Michael. Really, Michael. It's an absolute pleasure. You've really relaxed us and made us feel better about um, homeschooling. And you're a great man. You're a great man and a great teacher. And you're right about our teachers. We had respect for them before, but it's, it's tripled after what we've seen them do over this time. So good for you. Good on you. Thanks for being a good guy in our world. Mr. Michael Gallus, super teacher, super person, super friend of ours. Super hero. Making us feel a whole lot better. He's like a, he's like a warm cup of tea, Michael Gallus. Just calms us down, keeps us feeling better.
You are listening to the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. This is Brimback Live on Live FM. And thank you so much for listening to our first show back. We are so excited to be back with you all and stay tuned. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks. Um, and we'll see you soon. Have a great day, everyone. Sonia and Sasha for Real.